In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good evening, Cleveland. Yes, that's right. We just got our second win of the season. Jack, what's the uh, ratios now? We're 2-2-1, is that right? 2-2-1, baby. Here we go. Hold on. Oh, is it poor drink time? There we go. Chin chin. Yeah, I've got. I've gone for a bit of a vodka tonic mix tonight, Jack. And um, we're meant to have uh, Dan on the show tonight, but Dan's flown all the way in from Asia, and he did the uh, video earlier with the, the champagne spray, but he's fallen asleep on us. So um, I've had we'll to call him. Yeah. He's got his leaving party. He all went crazy. So we've got a uh, emergency guest. We have got Mike Pellegrini from Bournemouth on the south coast. Mike, it's your debut. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Still um, buzzing after tonight's game. Still buzzing. Yeah, good, good. Mike, where's your drink? I don't see it. Uh, do you know what it's like being a Browns fan every week? Mate, where's your drink? You're celebrating. We've just won. Well enough. Mate, come on, mate. Go and steal your mum's vodka or something, or sherry. I want to see you having a drink. I don't live with my parents anymore, so I can't really do that. Okay. Have you got any booze in your house? During the game. No, I didn't do during the overtime, unfortunately. Okay, well, there we go. All right, great. Jack, let's give us a bit of a um, report. How's it been in the... What's it all saying on the stats saying in the game? I've got no idea, mate. I've got absolutely zero. Right, so Paul probably missed this, but we we won the game, if you didn't realise, son. <laughs> so, my prediction was a uh, 34-27 Browns win. Your prediction was a 21-20 Browns win. I win so again. Both nowhere near, mate. There was no prediction of overtime for either of us. So, uh, that's a L for both of us. But uh, who cares? Browns win. It's all good. All right, excellent. Mike, what was your prediction? 27-24 Browns. Okay, yeah, I was closer, so I win. Okay, um, all right, great. And let's start, let's start with the offence, Jack. So we're going to do passing offence first, as we do. So first thing we break down, just waiting for the app to reload and before we get the old numbers here. Um, oh, guys, while we're waiting, um, did you see the videos we did? Mike, have you seen the videos yet? Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. Oh, don't sound too uh, excited about it, Mike. <laughs> very, very good, very, very good, very crazy. Mate, you're the first person that likes and retweets every week on the podcast. I thought... Be... Get up all those wins, huh? Okay. All right, good. And, uh, yeah, we did a uh, champagne show. Two wins, two bottles. Dan and Jack soaked me with water. Water. Um, champagne, sorry. I'm still half cut. And, um, yeah, we did a, a clip when we scored the uh, winning um, goal field goal in the uh, Hippodrome with all the Browns backers in London and it was um, it was it was a long game actually it was it felt like it was going to go against us but we just got it in the end anyway Jack carry on mate so here's the numbers my boy shake and bake 
25 completions for 43 attempts, 342 yards, one TD and one interception. So if we go and look at the older, the great Cleveland Baker off on the TD front, I'd predicted three, you predicted two. It was a one, so that's an L for both of us there. We had interceptions. I predicted one, you predicted two, so that's a win for me. Uh, Yards. I had gone 275, you went 245, so that's a uh, deciding win to me. Um, 340. 342 in total. Yeah, and then completion percentage, 67% for me, 62% for you, it's 58%. So, in all honesty, I'm going to chalk that up as a draw. I think I won one, and then we got, both got one each where we were nearest at. So, uh, it, it's not good enough to call it a win for either, I think, Paul. I think I'm going to call that a draw if that's all right with you. Well, mate, I'm not happy because I told you this very clearly. I don't want an English-style drawing competition. Okay, all right. No draw. I got one of the things exact, and the nearest wins was 1-1, one, one, so uh, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. It's a, it's a Jack win, so... Uh, all right, good. I don't want any of these English draws, mate. It's awful. Playing cricket for five days and playing for a draw just doesn't make sense. So, in terms of who caught them, um, Jarvis Landry... 10 targets, 5 receptions, 69 yards. Njoku, 11 uh, 11 targets, 6 receptions, 69 yards. Higgins, uh, 4 targets, 3 receptions, 66 yards with 1 touchdown. Willies, 5 targets, 3 receptions, 61 yards. Sefteval, 1 target, 1 reception, 26 yards. Callaway, 5 targets, 3 receptions, 22 yards. Hyde, three targets, two receptions, 14 yards. Fells, one for one for eight yards. Duke, one for one, seven yards. And Chubb, one target, no receptions. All right. Um, Where do we start? For me, play calling. Um, I thought it was absolutely atrocious today. I thought it wasn't so much on the blame of the... um, quarterback the other stuff going on I thought the play calling was awful I thought Todd Haley just took all the life out of them the amount of times it was like we missed on first down we ran it for two and then we're trying to throw for like six seven yards when eight yards is the first down I thought it was bitterly disappointing yeah but Jack it's like Todd Haley just trying to do everything against the grain to surprise the opposition defense well, I think it was surprising more our offense than their defense. So, I, <laughs> it wouldn't bother me so much if it was uh, working, but it's not. So last week there was a lot more open play calling. We were pushing it down the field more. This week we got twelve points, and that's in overtime. We got nine points in the in the game. It's, it's awful. So, would you still take Todd Haley over Hugh Jackson as head coach at the moment? Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, so it's not that bad then but the person I, I tipped and I thought I had a, had a great day day Swagger get Swagger in there he, he might only be a dog but he's going to make less wrong calls than Hugh good Mike any uh, views on the offence at this stage need to run the ball a bit more I think today I was just pass offence at the minute 
Mm. Well, Mike's just giving his general view there, Jack. Don't beat him up. It's his first time. I tell you what had me absolutely fuming. And if we would have lost this game, I think he'd have been solely responsible for this, this fatal error. It was a rookie error and he should know better. Jarvis Landry, right at the end of uh, regulation time in the fourth quarter, catches that ball as a little wiggle. And then rather than taking one step and going out of bounds, he jumped one step inside for no gain. There was no way he was going to create any yards off that because I could understand if he had a risk to go somewhere. And rather than keeping the Browns and keeping our um, timeouts, he robbed us of a timeout. Baker had to spike it. And it was just poor, poor play. Cost us 15 seconds off the clock at the end of the game. 25 seconds left. You can't be doing things like that. It was a rookie error and he should know better. Okay. Well, look, me and you were, I think, arguing at the time. I said, look, if we had a better kicker, we wouldn't even be in that position at this stage. Yeah, but we got a kicker who's a Man United fan, so I just cut the guy. Uh, his kicking was bad, and we'll get back to that later in special teams, but he's, he wore a Man United shirt to the podium. Cut him. Just cut him now. Don't even want to see him there turning up on Monday. It's not acceptable. Well, look, the same we're a Browns pop. Don't forget that. What, what was that? Uh, was a Chelsea fan. Yeah, yeah. Bring Zane back. Uh, I've already tweeted Zane. I told him to come back. Uh, guys, I just want to be really clear. We're an NFL Browns podcast. This is not a soccer show, okay? Sorry. But we do not support the views of Man United on this show. Anyway, Jack, let's move on. Um, okay. Small, mate. Um, Willie's, he, he, he missed a big catch, but he then put a good performance in. What's your thoughts on Willie's? Uh, Rashad Matthews is coming to replace him tomorrow, so it'll be all right. No, seriously. Okay, let's just get really serious. I know no, we've no, had a few I'm drinks. serious. I, it's either him or Streeter will not be on this roster come next game, and it could easily be either of them. Uh, Rashad Matthews is visiting the Browns tomorrow, and I do not think they'll allow him to leave the facility without a deal, and it's either Willie's or uh, Streeter. One of them will be gone, and for me... Before today, I'd have definitely said Willie's. Now, after this game, it's a 50-50 toss-up. He won't be on the roster. One of them won't be on the roster come Tuesday. Chicago. Well, yeah, I'm really, con- I'm really concerned about the uh, wide receiver depth. Uh, bringing Stratton and Willie's on really last minute. You know, Higgins. Let's just talk, let's just talk about Higgins. Actually, he's injured. We don't know what's going on there. There could be something serious there, guys. I don't. I don't think it's too bad. Because the fact he was able to walk off and down the tunnel rather than there was no real assistance to him. So I'm positive from that aspect. I think I'm going to need the all 22 before I know whether it was his fault. But from everything I've seen, the interception was on him and it wasn't on Baker. Um, Because if you look when Baker goes to make that throw, um, Higgins is coming across the play with the... um, person who intercepted it and then for some reason just goes straight upfield um, whereas the defender just follows the play where it should naturally go and Baker throws it to where he expects Higgins to be and Higgins has just taken a route straight down the field so um, just want to yeah I, I agree on you there As... oh, hold on hold on Mike you've got an opinion on this what do you want to say 
I think we should cut both of those guys you just mentioned and bring Jeff Janis back for the special teams. <sighs> yeah, Jeff Janis and Richard Matthews. Yes, please. Let's have it. Bye bye, Willies. Bye bye, um, Sreeta. Get them boys in. Let's have it. Have you two been having like a pre-show what to discuss? Because um, you two are on the same page on this. Uh, um, but um, great minds think alike. Yeah. Shouldn't have really cut Janet in the first place. Um, what's going on with uh, Ratley? He's a, he's a young, promising prospect. So the Ratley stuff doesn't bother me. Um, but where uh, is he? Where is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's on the inactive list. He was on the inactive list, was he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I was saying, I'd much prefer him to be catching these balls than negative minus 10 Stretter and Willies. I, th- I think there's enough promise there from Ratley. If you can get his head around it, that it'll be all right. So it doesn't bother me too much. All right, let's just let's try and wrap this up. Keep an eye on the time. We've both got to work tomorrow. Um, what are we going to give the um, passing uh, wide receiver room? Four. Mike, what's your view? Three, maybe four if lucky. So three, four. We moved four. the ball. We moved the ball well at times. We we got the yards, and I don't think it's so much on Baker and the actual players. I think it's partly down to bad play calling. But if you can only score one touchdown in a whole game, it's not it's good. More enough. than the Ravens, mate. Yeah, that's, that's not good. That doesn't matter. And mate, um. <sighs> With the with the uh, um, wide receivers in the last like two minutes, we were like moving it well, fluid down the pitch. It's a really good point for offense. So when we played two minute offense um, and we just got the ball and went and done something with it, it was two or three times during the game we played two minute offense and we were phenomenal. And it was incredible just watching the ball go down the field, quick plays, and we were just ripping the opponents to pieces. And then when we slowed it down. And they were taking instruction from the sideline. They were talking about what they're doing. It was a shambles. So I'd much rather see we just flip straight over. Two-minute offense every single time we get a ball. Unless we're trying to kill the clock at the end of the game. And we just go for it. Because we were dangerous. And you saw a real uptick in how the team were playing when we moved to two-minute offense. And people have spoke about it through the preseason, through the other times. We've only ever looked dangerous on two-minute offense. So... I'm still, I still think it's a four because it was nowhere near as clean as it was last week. But um, no, it's, we just need to get the play call in right. All right. Well, Mike's gone for three. You've gone for a four. I'm going to go with a five. That's a four. So um, we're going to go with a four then, okay? That does me. Okay, great. Well, look, let's look at the um, running game now. Jack? So the running stats are... Carlos Hyde for 17 attempts for 63 yards. Duke, five attempts for 35 yards. Baker, two attempts for 23 yards. Chubb, three attempts for two yards. And Rod, uh, Rod Stringer. No, 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 no. It's not, no please, 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 come on. That's not no, 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 we've got to go this. Rod Stringer, one attempt for minus 11 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I knew it was minus 10 and it's minus 11. It's getting worse. <laughs> I think he could have scored a touchdown for them. I think that's what was in his head. 
I don't even remember that play, but wow. That's I remember, do you remember it? You remember it. It was the one at the back, the play action, and they sent it to him, and he, he sweeped around the back, and he got caught, and yeah, wow. minus 11. Mike, I, I, your view? I was too busy shouting about Todd Haley and bad play calling. Yeah, Mike, can you hear us? Yeah. What was your view on the, on the running game? Need to get more running players into the game, to be fair. It's yeah. Not, not enough plays. Too much throwing and overthrows. It's not good enough. Mm. Jack? More throwing and less running. So, we, 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 first week, we, they've ever done a running back roulette. So, the prediction, Duke Johnson, me and you, Paul, we both went, we reckon he'd have 10% of the uh, touches because we just went by 10%. Duke ended up with 20% dead on. Um, Chubb, I predicted him to have 30% of the touches. You predicted 40%. He ended up with oh. nine. And uh, Hyde, I predicted 60%. You predicted 50%. He ended up with 68%. So, uh, that's a jack win. All right, mate. It's your show, yeah. mate. Whatever. You know, you're winning tonight. 2-0 to me. Um, um, I'll, yeah. I'll be kind and I'll give you the score prediction then. We'll call it <laughs> sports. No. no, mate, mate, mate. I, I hate this English drawing stuff, but... No, 2-1. It's still a win to me. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, okay. 2-1. Yeah, it's very nice. Thanks, Jack. Um, I thought Chubb, he had three touches last time, scored two touchdowns. He had three touches this game. He didn't get any more. You noticed that. And he had, what, was it two yards, you say? Yeah, two yards. I think my frustration with the running game is too often it was just straight up the middle to the left or right of the centre and between the guards and it's two yards, two yards, two yards, two yards, one yard, two yards, two yards. And it's just like, why run that ball? There is zero need to run that ball. Unless it's at the end of the game, do not do it. Throw the ball and do something creative because I can understand if you're sort of on a third and two and you do make that run. There is no need to make that run on first down. And it was just a real frustration. And they need to sort out the play calling. It's not good enough. Um, there was I'm, some good runs we do, but that wasn't our best day. I'm surprised that um, Hyde didn't get better stats than that because I thought he had a quite a good game, but the stats don't say so so much. He was just running for his uh, two yards every play. Um, there was a few plays where he, he, he had a first down, he drove it really well, but it was one of them that the ridiculous play where it's nine offensive linemen across, and we had... Austin Corbett was in there at least once as a third tight end. Why have we got Austin Corbett playing tight end? It's just ridiculous. Those sort of plays are not going to be productive. You can't have just nine players lined up. The quarterback passes it off and sort of hands it off to uh, Hyde and then Hyde runs with it. It's just not good play calling unless you're on the goal line. It was just sort of goal line plays. On first and ten in your own half, it was just farcical. How do you think the O-line did tonight? I thought they did quite well. Um, I thought their O-line was fantastic. Um, we'll get onto that later, but um, it, it did a good enough job. Um, let's have a quick butchers on the old sack numbers for them. Um, Mike, how do you think the O-line did, mate, while we're waiting for Jack? Yeah, apart from Desmond Harrison with the silly rookie errors and few penalties, I think the O-line played pretty well tonight, to be fair. 
Yeah. They had five. They had five sacks. There was four sacks and two halves. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it seemed like the O-line did, um, did, did a reasonably good job. I'd be interested. Obviously, we're a show that we just literally come back from the game, have a drink. We haven't looked at a lot of stats. Well, Jack's looked at the stats. But, yeah, we're just like armchair fans just saying how it is as we remember, kind of remember. All right, great. So what number are we going to go with, Mike, for the um, uh, running game? Running game, three. Mike, if you come on the show again, you need to be a lot more positive, mate. <laughs> I'll give a game of three. Three, Jesus. Uh, Jack, I'm what gonna, are you going to give it? I'm going to go five. It was slightly better than the uh, pass offence. Wasn't great. It needs some work. But there was enough there that I think of five. It was in the middle of the park. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to give it a five. Are you, Jack, are you later in the week going to break it down and see how many yards we got? I, I, I will be doing a uh, first down analysis for us later this week. Okay, cheers, mate. You're just like a you're a cheap uh, Jake Burns, yeah? Yeah, I'm Jake Burns on a budget. Okay, good. Without the uh, computer. All right, great. Let's let, let's move over to the defence. So, am I getting away with five? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, cheers, cheers. Yeah, done. I've no, no, this is not your show. Yeah, it's my Mike, show. Mate. Do you think, think it's worth a five or not? Yeah, it's fine. Running game. Mike, you still there? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, do you reckon a five is a fair number or? Yeah, five. Bang in the middle. Still needs improvement, but those short one-yard plays are driving me insane. <laughs> That's right, Mike. They're driving us insane too. Good. Defense, Jack. So past defense, we had Flacco. 56 attempts, 29 completions, 298 yards, one interception, zero touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, one attempt, zero completions, no yards, obviously. Um, in terms of sack numbers, um, we had interceptions. How do we have... It says we got no interceptions, but then it says one interception. Hmm. Oh, no. Um, sorry, it's one interception for Joe Flacco, which was for uh, Denzel Ward. Um, in yeah. terms of sacks, we got two sacks. There was a uh, sack for Jamie Collins and half a sack for Garrett, half a sack for Coley. So, um, no, solid enough numbers. I'm not going to go through who got their receiving, but... Uh, Nah, it was a bit spread out for them, as they've done all season. They were spreading the ball around left, right and centre. Yeah, OK. Um, is uh, Garrett still the uh, leading sack NFL guy? He was when we were playing. I'm not sure if anyone's got any more sacks afterwards. He was, and I don't know if it's changed. I haven't seen the evening games. Um, he was. We were also leading the NFL in, I believe, interceptions and turnovers. Ooh, so, interesting. Uh, very nice. And we've already got more interceptions and turnovers through five games than we did through the whole of last season. Hmm, ben uh, Mike, what's your view? I think we lost Mike. No worries. No loss. I'm joking, Mike. Um, Mike, can you hear us? Hello. Oh, you're back again, Mike. Yeah. 
Um, that's all right, no worries. We'll, we'll edit that bit in a minute. But, um, yeah, just wanted to know, um, uh, yeah, your thoughts on the passing defence, really. Passing defence? Very good. Just surprised about the amount of people that were shocked about the Denzel Woods pick in the draft. Mike, it's a very lot, good point. Yeah, I've seen a lot of comments on Twitter recently about people being very happy with the pick. Mm. Uh, Jack, I'm happy with the pick. Yourself? Oh, no. It's, um, <laughs> I'm just constantly trolling the idiots that wanted a running back in the first round. So um, I'll troll them until forever ends. Um, if you want a running back in the first round, quite frankly, go and watch another sport because you don't know what you're chatting about. Um, Barkley got a uh, touchdown today, mate. He got a touchdown uh, because their quarterback is that bad that their wide receiver had to throw the touchdown. So when OBJ is going to the media and saying, you're absolutely rubbish, Eli Manning, I'm going to do your job and I'm going to do a better job of it. And uh, I think it was the first five plays Barkley had in rushing. He had a total of minus four rushing yards. He's just, he's not very good. It was only his elite athleticism that stopped him from being minus 11. Quite frankly, they should have picked a quarterback. They know they should have picked a quarterback. And unless Barkley throws 20 touchdowns in the next two years, he's a busted pick and it's a hell of a mistake for a busted old franchise. But... Um, so, okay, passing defence, what are we going to give it out of 10? I'm going to go with seven. I thought they were solid. Um, there's still some room for improvement. I thought, for me, I think if I had to give out player of the game, just based on their performance, I'm going to go EJ Gaines. Um, then a second, take, Peppers. I think EJ Gaines and Peppers were phenomenal. Um, did a really, really good job. And... I think it's because there's less of expectation for games because I was really excited when we signed him. But if I'm going to be honest, I was worried when Mitchell went down. We've spoke about it last week. I thought it was going to be a big loss and they really stepped up to the plate. I thought he had a phenomenal game. He was flying left, right and centre. And uh, no, I thought seven, I think they've had a great game. Mike, would you think so highly of EJ Gaines after that um, performance tonight? Yeah, but I would like to comment on uh, Peppers. Go on then, Mike. Tell, tell us what you think about Peppers. Definitely his best performance in a Browns uniform. Stood out very, very well today. Could have made it. Could have made an interception at one point, but he did a. I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, definitely had a very good game. All right, excellent. And um, I thought Collins had a good game. Yeah, I thought he was solid. Yeah. I thought Ward, I put down in my notes, Ward, EJ Gaines, Garrett, Collins, Peppers, all uh, all turned up. Ward might win week of the week again. Yeah. Um, all right, great. So what, what's the final number? Mike, what's your number? Mine was going to be seven as well. Right. It's unanimous. Let's go, let's go with seven then. You know I hate seven, but let's just do it, okay? Deal with it. Right. Run defence for them. Um, Alex Collins, 12 attempts, 59 yards. Allen, 8 attempts for 34 yards. Flacco, 2 attempts for 13 yards. Lamar Jackson, 3 attempts for 10 yards. So, um, it, it wasn't a fantastic game, but 
they didn't get much of a running game going. 25 attempts for 116 yards. So um, it's one of them that we pretty much snuffed it out. We could have done better. There was a few of them times when we were trying to shut them down and stop them getting the first down and they were able to just pull a run out sort of three and five and manage to do it and things like that. So I, I think it's a sort of range where I want to give it a six. It was solid. You need to do a little bit more, but um, I thought it was a uh, solid enough performance. Mike? Mike, can you hear us? Hello? Mike, uh, what's, yeah, what's your uh, thoughts on the um, running defence? Definitely needs work in progress, definitely. I don't know if you listened to the show before, Mike, but we're looking for a number. <laughs> Sorry? A six. A six, please, mate. Yeah. Mike, all them bloody likes and retweets you give us, you've got to actually listen to the show. The signal's a bit crap, mate, at the moment. Sorry, my Oh, right. okay, okay, okay. You haven't got a good signal down there in the south of England, no? Nah, you keep them waking up. All right, no worries, mate. You're doing really well, mate, for your virgin appearance, so no worries. Um, yeah, I think uh, six out of ten's fair. I, um, I saw Price on the pitch quite a lot. Any stats on that, Jack, at all? Um, any snaps he got? Uh, I don't have the snap stats. I'll see if he got any tackles um, or anything like that. Um, I don't have any tackles on me numbers. Um, okay. But no, I did see him out there a couple of times, so uh, he did things. I don't know about you guys, but Lamar Jackson just winds me up. He's like a skinny little rat. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he, I don't know if he winds me up, winds me up more than Big Ben, than anyone else. But it just annoys me. He just like seems to be, all right. I'm just going to play running back. I'm just going to play quarterback. I'm just going to play wide receiver. He's going to, yeah, he upsets me. Sorry. No, I, I like him. Um, he's nowhere near as fun as uh, if you look at the New Orleans Saints, if you get a chance to watch them this season, Taysom Hill is probably the most exciting player in the NFL because he comes in similarly like um, um, Lamar Jackson does and then just does all these random things. So he's like their punt returner, their special teams. Mm. That he's, he's, he was a quarterback in college and he's just listed on the Jeff Charles athlete. <laughs> Because oh, he's just not, does no. freaky stuff and a, a, a really good fun, fantastic to watch. Taysom Hill worth a uh, at least a YouTube. Yeah. All right, well, look, yeah, Lamar Jackson, the future's gonna be him. He's gonna wind me up. Andy Dalton's safe, blah blah blah. But Lamar just winds me up. Deal with it. Mm. All right, so we've got a final number. It's six, mate. Done. Six, let's go. Special teams. Let's do this. So, I was really happy when it got to the start of the game and Rice had been changed to inactive because Rice has a fantastic gift. Um, and he's probably, the, I guess, one of the quickest Browns players because whenever the ball gets snapped, he is there before anyone else. But the trouble is, he's got no idea how to make a tackle. So despite getting there twice as fast as every other player on our entire roster, he then misses the first tackle and whoever that player is breaks down the field. So um, it's frustrating and thank God he weren't inact uh, active. So it's one of them that they looked a bit better, but it wasn't much better. Who do you think is going to win a race, Rice or Callaway? 
I'd go rice purely from the no aspect. No way. Purely from the no aspect. No way. He is so quick down there. Um, it's hard to compare because neither are really on the same plays. One's offense, one's defense. But I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Rice just nicked it. Mike, who are you going to go with? Rice versus Callaway in a 100-meter sprint. Callaway, easy. Yeah? Not even, not even a question, really. Yeah. All right, well. All right, special teams. We still rubbish at pump returns. We're rubbish at everything, mate. It was great. No, we kicked a winning goal, uh, field goal, mate. We're not have, rubbish at everything. Have, have you re-watched that? It was awful. It's one of the worst kicks I've ever seen. It, it literally, it looks like, and I thought it had been blocked, but somehow went over. No, it was just such a bad kick. He just smacked it in the middle and it just didn't go up or anything. It just went straight. And uh, it, it was an awful kick. If you get to watch the video of the Browns backers in London, you'll watch Kelly's face. She doesn't know if it goes over or not. Um, I, I look at the refs and they both give it the uh, um, okay. And that's when I celebrate it. But yeah, I had no idea whether it went in or not. Uh, Maybe it missed. Yeah, it looked, like, it looked like it had no weight on it at all. It just like pathetic little punt or something. It just went in the air and may have gone over, maybe not. But yeah, it was good in the end. You just knuckled it straight through the middle. It didn't go up. It didn't go anywhere. It was just a horrendous kicker. So get Daniel Carlson or uh, whatever the name of the uh, Vikings kicker on the phone. Get him back here. I know he had a tryout. Time to put him on a contract. Just get it done. No way, mate. No way. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. Fine. We'll uh, restart again. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Man United kicker, okay? Cut. Have you seen? Have you seen the Hugh Jackson in the dressing room giving the match ball out to people? Nah. Yeah. Yeah. He comes across very humble, but he has got the swagger with it as well. And coming on afterwards in a Man United shirt didn't go down too well myself. We're not a soccer show, so we're not going to go into it. But he has. He has got. Um, I know he missed the field goal earlier, but he has got some swagger. And look, let's just go with him. If we keep winning games with him, let's go with it. No, no. no. It, it wouldn't bother me if they were good kicks. They're just bad kicks that somehow go in. It's like even the ones he makes looks like they're going about five meters wide and then just sway in at the last second. It's uh, no, I've had enough. Um, I'm gonna give him a four. Time to move on. I've had enough. Mike, Mike, your view on the kicker? Frey needs to move. I need someone more experienced in the dressing room at kicking. Can't mate, if he's, if, no if, mate, if, if we're winning with him, we stay with him. That's my strategy. We're winning despite him, not because of him. Don't Boom. change a winning formula, mate. Never change a winning for formula. Well, I hadn't hurt the Patriots for the last 13 years, has it? So, Jack's gone with four out of ten. Mike, what are you going with? I'm going to have to give it a disappointing two, unfortunately. Mike, you can't just come on the show and be really negative and give it a two. I've probably got to get rid of the special teams coach before I can give it any higher. Unfortunately. Sorry about that. We're just a have... pro Amos show here, Mike. No, we're not. 
he came from the team the worst special team unit how can we be pro him i'm joking guys this is this this thing upsets me a few okay he's got the whole world against him he goes out and picks a rookie kicker and then he picks the worst special teams coach you know he does make it hard for himself <laughs> that's why he's got to go mate no we're a pro Hugh Jackson show, but it upsets me. Well, like, I actually like Hugh Jackson, by the way. Oh, Mike, you're welcome on the show all the time. Just thought I'd put it out there. I, I, mean, it was really I actually thought it was a good appointment at the time. There we go. Jack, how you feeling, mate? 2-1 against you. That's right, I'll edit that out. <laughs> 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 Any pro Hugh Jackson comments, I just put the beep on, mate. Yeah. So who do you want to catch, coach? Me, I want Lincoln Riley. That's my ideal replacement if we do. Yeah. If not, Flip will do. Who? John D. Filippo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me Flip. Well, guys, Hugh Jackson's the next uh, Bill Belichick, and he's going to be here for the next 10 years. What, the next Bill Belichick has in got relieved of his job in Cleveland? Yeah, that sounds right. No, the Bill Belichick of Patriots. <laughs> All right. No, st- stop doubting him. He's better than that. All right, special teams. What number are we giving it? Number four, Claude McAlealy. Four is the score. Mike? I gave it a two. Two. So... Mate, guys, we, we got the winning field goal. Yeah, but we also didn't score a field goal that cost us to win in regulation. And the special teams was better than the week before. We, yes or we... no? Jack? Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I've gone from two to four. Double. Mike, was it better than last week? Yeah. Definitely. We're going to go with a five. A four. I'll write it up anyway, so it don't matter what you say. I'm going to record it as a four. Basically, basically, it should just be called the Jack Duffin show, really. You edit whatever you want. Yeah, okay. Right, fine. Go, go for them. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> totally bullied into that one. <laughs> All right, let's talk penalties. It wasn't good. It was disgraceful. Um, I don't know how it ended, but we were 9-0 down at one point. It just seemed to be... a Penalties for penalties' sake. There was everyone was getting them. Um, Hubbard seemed to be the worst offender, but uh, literally anyone who's anyone had a penalty. Mike, your view on penalties? Definitely need to decrease them dramatically. They're going to start costing us games if we're not careful. Well, we've been saying this for the last 18 months. <laughs> Longer. <laughs> it's been a Browns problem for about four years. What, what what can we do to say like, chill out? Don't don't really, don't just go nuts. You know, let's just chill out a little bit and let's not give away stupid penalties. Better coaching. And where does that start? You know, Dorsey, <laughs> Mike. Start at, start at the top. That's what I say. We'll go to Dorsey. <laughs> oh. All right, excellent. So, um, we're gonna penalties just needs to improve, doesn't it? 
Yeah, just they, they need to get their head around it. The one plus on penalties, though, is they seem to be less on special teams. I know there was still one or two, but it's moving the right way. There was just – Hubbard seemed to get loads of them. I don't know if he was just struggling. Um, but, uh, no, it's one of them. I know some Browns fans will moan that Landry didn't get a flag. It was never a flag. It was not a catchable ball. Baker threw it about 40 yards ahead of him. Um, I would love to say Jarvis Landry can move at supersonic speed and catch that ball, but it's not happening. I must say Callaway did drop a few balls. He drops balls like there's no tomorrow. That's why we need Richard Matthews. We still don't have a wide receiver one. We've got wide receivers two, a wide receiver four, a wide receiver five, and a wide receiver six, and then two that should, shouldn't be in the league. Mm. All right, well, let's wrap this up then, okay? Penalties just needs to improve. Yeah. Once again, I must say, watching Hugh Jackson in the dressing room, I think he has got the dressing room. Yeah. Mike, you've, you've seen it, Mike. Jack hasn't. Definitely got the dressing room. There's a funny scene, Jack, you've got to watch. Someone just bashes Hugh Jackson over. And like the whole team like start protect, pretend, uh, protecting Hugh Jackson. It's quite a funny scene, actually. But the thing is, is, is that there's a difference of where is that line of are you mates with everyone in the dressing room and giving them an easy ride so they like you? And we've seen that with managers in the Premier League. We've seen it in different sports. We've seen it in the NFL before. Or are you their friend, but also you treat them really tough and you get the best out of them? And I don't think Hugh's on the right side of that debate. So I think while those in the dressing room really like him, it's not because it's good for them. Um, it's too much of he's just a mate and everyone's getting along and he's friendly with everyone. There's no mutual respect and that's not good enough. Jack, I think you're talking out of content here, mate. You haven't seen the clip and I feel that you... I'm on about longer than this. People like McCourty were forced out of playing for the Browns because him and several other players were sick last season of you going to the media after every game and going, these players aren't good enough. And when you're going to the media and saying everyone, including Miles Garrett, are not good enough to play in the NFL, then it's damaging to morale. And while some of the players really like that because they're happy and they know they've got a guaranteed future, there's players like McCourty who knew they're not going to be with the Browns for the rest of their career, but they're playing for a future. And if you're going out there after every single game and saying none of these players are good enough, they're letting the team down, they shouldn't be doing this, then you are killing morale in that side. So while he's mates with everyone, it's not good enough. Well, I feel that he has the mate relationship with him at the top and then the coaches down below, then they give him a hard time. But if, if that's the mentality, then you may as well sack him and just hire like a, a bloody Mr. Motivator to come and do like songs once a week because if all it is is your mates and everyone that has respect and does the coaching, it has to be below him, then he shouldn't be the CEO of an organisation. Well, he's not the CEO, he's the uh, head coach, and he gets, he gets respect. The CEO is the role he takes on, that he takes on no role to actually coach, and he's there just to do motivating, and he's basically an overpaid cheerleader. Mike, your views? I'll give him to the end of the season, but after that... He'll probably be gone. 
He's got till the bye week. He won't get sacked now until we go to the bye, and then that'll be a decision they make then. So, um, no, he's locked in for another few weeks. Yeah, beating the um, Ravens is a big win for him. Yeah. I don't think he's helped us win, but he has won. All right, great. Well, look, Mike, how has it been the first time you're on the show? Very, very, very interesting. It's always good to speak to new Browns fans and get their intake after a game. Obviously, people have different opinions. So, it's been very enjoyable. Thank you for calling me up last minute and asking me to come on. No worries, mate. We were super desperate, mate. We couldn't find anyone else. And uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, Jack, do you know that Mike's a Spurs fan? Why do you let him on the pod? I believe everyone needs a fair chance in life. I can't believe I've talked to two Chelsea fans, but you know. <laughs> and uh, Mike, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, Whereabouts are you uh, based? I'm based down in Paul near Bournemouth now, down south near the beach. Okay, cool. So you're about two hours away um, down on the coast in England? Yeah. Jack, if I'm correct, isn't that where you're from? No, I'm not from there. I grew up in Bedfordshire, but my uh, parents live down in, uh, actually down in Paul. So, uh, yep, two hours down on the coast. So uh, nearest Southampton is sort of the biggest uh, international place people are know. Do you know any fans down this area? Do you know any? Mm, I don't think so. A few fans around Brighton and Gatwick, but not um, down there. Mike, why are you a um, Browns fan then, anyway? It actually started with uh, basketball originally. Okay. In 2002, the Cavs were playing the Lakers on British television, on terrestrial TV, and a lot of people I knew were Lakers fans. So obviously that night I rooted against the Lakers. Okay, great. And then the Cavs but... started following the Cavs, and within about a week or two, I just loved the culture of the city of Cleveland, and been following their sports ever since. And Mike, um, you go to Cleveland quite a lot. You were out there a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah, this that was my third trip to Cleveland in the last three years. My previous visit was win the Cavs, won the NBA championship, came back from three. One the first team in NBA history to achieve that fate. Nice. And who do you uh, go over with? Do you go on your own or you got mates over there? Yeah, I go on my own, but I do meet up with different people on occasions. All right, great. And did you go and see the Browns last time when you're out there? Hell yeah, I was in the dog town. It's amazing. Yeah, okay, wicked. I'm going out next weekend and uh, you just went on your own and had a wicked time. Yeah. Where are you staying for that get for the Chargers game? Yeah, I'm out for the Chargers game. Where you sit or standing? I think I'm uh, on the, I think I'm on the east side, just near the dog pound. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. How many uh, Cleveland games you been to? What Browns games? Yeah. So one in London and the game against the Jets. Tell us, how does it compare, London versus the real thing? The real thing's way, way better. Probably five times better. They get it all right. Proper tailgating before the game, which I didn't unfortunately experience. But I've seen the videos. The dog pound was loud. Loud in the okay. soccer game. Yeah. Oh, excellent. But yeah, to... I'm out there next week. Uh, did you go to the uh, Muni lot? I did not. No, okay. I'm looking forward to that the most, I think. Yeah. You're going to be doing a live out there? Or... <sighs> Do you know what? I don't think I'm 
I'm gonna do loads of video in, but I don't think I'm gonna do anything live out there just because I want to experience it rather than uh, trying to trying to record it all and stuff. Okay. I'm sure you have a great time anyway. Cheers, Mike. And yeah, thank you very much for coming on today. Where can we find your details? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter feed is Mike underscore Cavs underscore UK. Okay, you gonna change that to Browns? Get rid of the Cavs soon or not? I am thinking about it, but I need the Browns to have a winning season before I change that. Okay. And uh, yeah, what do you, what's your how many prediction? Sorry, what's your uh, game predictions for this uh, season? Originally, I thought eight wins, but with the draw, maybe seven. Seven in the draw, yeah. Maybe now, but then look at the schedule and how the Browns are playing. Maybe nine wins. Bloody hell, mate! Wish you a bit more positive like this earlier in the show, mate. Um, how's the table looking, guys? Um, we're still in third, it looks like. Yeah, joint second with the Steelers. Joint third with the Steelers, sorry. No, we're third, mate. We're not joint. We're third. Don't we have the same record? No, we're third. <laughs> They're fourth. <laughs> we're third. You write history, that's fine. <laughs> um, we can look down on the Steelers. Yeah, they, they played well today, didn't they? Yeah, they had a solid win. Um, I don't quite know how it came around, but yeah, they definitely uh, clearly beat a Falcons team that's very good on offence and uh, has no defence. Well, the Bengals are winning with four. They just seem to like nick it and get the wins, don't they, the Bengals? Uh, Boring Bengals. How are they winning games? Sorry, Mike, say that again. How are the Bengals winning these games? They're terrible. Well, mate, the league doesn't lie. That's true. The Browns should be 5 and 0, but. If we had a kicker, we'd be 5 and 0. Yep. And a head coach. No comment. So, Bengals got 4 and 1. Ravens got 3 and 2. We've got 2 and 2 and a tie. And Steelers got 2 and 2 and a tie. It's close. If we beat the uh, Bengals twice, we've still got a good chance. Anyway, Jack, I'm totally boring you. You're falling asleep. It's. Nearly two o'clock here in England. Yeah, and now I've got to edit the podcast anyway. So, uh, yeah, hurry up and shut up. Mike, change is coming. Come uh-huh.